Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar. Today is August 27th, 2018. And we're going to change the order of our webinar today because we have, as we often do, a special guest. Um, and so I'll introduce him after we do the introduction to this work. So let's begin by taking a moment of silence and then sounding together the invocation of light. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. So just to say a few words of introduction to the webinar. Its purpose is twofold, to introduce the work of triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. So there are a number of ways in which you can form triangles. One is, of course, to reach out to friends and coworkers who you think might be interested in this type of work. And another is to fill out a brief questionnaire on our website, triangles.org, which is um, form a triangle online. And that will then give you access to an online portal where there are people from around the world um, who are interested in forming triangles. And another way is to just place your name in the chat box here and to state that you would like to form either another triangle or your first triangle. And so we welcome you to do that, and usually people do respond. And also the webinar is a place where we are offering a platform for people who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and to participate together in a metaphysical and meditative visualization in support of the work of Triangles and together to strengthen the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of light, of loving, lighted communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. 
three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies through the etheric network and release it into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it is released into the atmosphere. Triangles need take only a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into the, even the busiest of schedules. So we're going to begin um, with a, our meditation. But before we do that, I'd like to introduce our presenter for today, who is James Mills from the UK. And he's presented before, you might remember him. Uh, he's an architect by training and a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom. So he has a, a wonderful presentation for us today. So we'll look forward to that. But let's begin now with the real work that we are here to do, which is to link with each other. And as I said, to provide a platform to help strengthen the planetary network. So let's just take a moment of silence to link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangle Meditation Group. We invoke the spiritual will in the center of the will of God I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, Work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light.
Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
hold the group mind open and receptive to this inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere. As light and goodwill are distributed, realize that they increase the brilliance of the whole network. The consequent radiation has an inevitable constructive and healing effect, lifting and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, pause to consider the work to be done by the words which will be poured out. And as you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Okay. James? Yes. Now we'll hear from you. Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, I'd like to explore with you the 12-pointed star symbol that is used in the triangle's work and its relationship to the New Age symbol, which conveys some important truths in the Alice Bailey teaching within the Lucis Trust. The 12-pointed star can be seen principally as a symbol to represent the quality of divine wholeness and integrity in this work we do together. It is a very stable construction of four intersecting equilateral triangles. An explanation of its geometric construction may help us to understand its significance. So I'll talk you through it in 14 points. So point one, a single circle is drawn. Two, a second circle is drawn with its center on the perimeter of the first circle. Three, Horizontal and vertical axes are drawn through the centers of each circle and the points of intersection between them respectively. This overlapping space is called in Latin the vesica or vesicus piscis as it looks like a fish. Vesica translates to vessel in English. In Christian symbolism, this is the location of the mediating Christ principle or as we may name it, the location of the soul with the two intersecting circles symbolizing spirit and matter. Four, two equilateral triangles can now be drawn within this space between the two circles. We can say that these two triangles are born from the womb of the vesica or soul space. Five, it is interesting to note that with a very economic addition of four more lines, we have two squares added to the diagram each sharing a common baseline with its own triangle. Six, if we identify the upward pointing triangle as representing spirit and the downward pointing triangle as representing matter, then in this scenario, we assume that they will want to come into closer aligned relationship with each other and also with the center of the vesica they inhabit. Therefore, they will start to move downward and upward to find their common center. Seven, the destination point of this journey of these two aspects of this life is the six-pointed star that we all know so well from Judaic and Hindu symbolism. Eight, so we have the primary relationship of spirit, matter, and the intersecting soul star at the center. Nine, we can now repeat this creative process by drawing two more identical circles at 90 degrees to the first two and repeating the triangulation within the corresponding vesica. Uh, there are actually four circles in that construction, but it basically creates this um, uh, four, four axes uh, to create the 12-pointed star. So on point 10, we have now a 12-pointed star born out of four equal circles. We can at this point name these four areas of life, which together form uh, a life, a life form, a human being, spirit, matter, sentience, and thought. So we have a universal map of the soul encapsulated in this diagram. 11. We can now look at this symbol as an aid to meditation and alignment with the triangle's work. The stability and intersection of the lines leads the eye in towards the center of the star and allows the mind to focus in on the point from where all the lines radiate, resting there and achieving stillness so that the higher mind or higher self can be contacted 
12. If we imagine that this central point represents the will aspect of God, then we can hold this symbol in mind as we say the evocation of the will at the beginning of the triangle's meditation. So as we say, in the center of the will of God I stand, not shall deflect my will from his. All this said while focusing in on the central point of the star. 13. Then we say, I implement that will by love. Here, one can shift the focus outwards to become aware of the four surrounding intersecting triangles, which symbolize the fourfold expression of human life. Three triangles representing the personality and the fourth central upright triangle as symbolizing the soul, uh, the soul, the triangle divine. Then in 14, we say, I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. As can be seen from this diagram, the square represents humanity and is located centrally within the star. It's almost like a kind of a nest, if you think of it. Uh, and the, trying, the humanity is now in the center of the star as, as represented by the square. So we can use this 12-pointed star as an aid in focusing our consciousness during the triangle's meditation, encompassing as it does the three levels of consciousness with which we are working, the spiritual will, the soul or love aspect, and the human field of daily life. If we now return to the triangle symbol, we can see that there are two stars, an inner and an outer star. Uh, the star form has fractal, fractal properties so that by halving or doubling its dimensions, we can increase or reduce its size ad infinitum. And so we, we may ask, what is the significance of the inner star? To answer this, we need to look at the new age symbol and its meaning. Essentially, this diagram, when used in meditation, symbolizes a number of interrelated energies with which we are working to bring into being the new paradigm of the Aquarian Age. There is an essay by Foster Bailey on the Lucis Trust website, which explains this in detail. As time is limited, I will just point out the key energies which constitute our planetary system. The golden disc represents the will of God, Shambhala. The yellow triangle represents the spiritual hierarchy of the ascended masters, and the blue pentacle star represents the highest level of consciousness humanity as a unit can embody at this time. The small white cross at the center represents the equal armed cross of future Aquarian human activity, where the vertical arm is our relationship to the divine, and the horizontal arm is our evolving harmonious relationship with one another. There is a balancing here between the two modes of being and the Christ or coming one, depending on your tradition, stands at the center of this cross. He also stands as the connecting point of relationship between humanity, hierarchy and Shambhala. There is an obvious relationship to the large white cross standing behind which symbolizes the spiritual energies of Sirius, with which we are told our planet is connected. If we now superimpose the triangle symbol onto the new age symbol, we see that there are some interesting relationships between the two. Three relationships to point out are, one, 
the central triangle divine in the triangle symbol relates geometrically in spatial terms to the yellow triangle of hierarchy in the New Age symbol. As we are told in Foster Bailey's essay, this yellow triangle of Buddhic consciousness has three powerful, loving intelligences at each of its corners who are helping us at this time to make the transition into the new Aquarian paradigm. The Lord Buddha, the spirit of peace and equilibrium, and the avatar of synthesis. The second relationship is the location of the central white cross inside the 12, the inner 12-pointed star of the triangle symbol, symbol, relating the ideas of the coming Aquarian age to the outer star representing our present world of human activity. So at the central point of both symbols, the center of the will of God and the coming one are co-located bringing us visually and symbolically an expression of coordinated, unified purpose at the centre of our planetary life, represented by the circle. Point three, the third relationship, which is a lot more detailed, and uh, forgive me if this is um, <laughs> uh, for the ge geometricians amongst you, but um, this third relationship is in the inner square, which is um, outlined in red, formed by the intersection of the inner star of triangles and the circle which circumscribes the central cross. The surface areas are approximately the same of these two forms. This juxtaposition expresses an ancient relationship called the squaring of the circle, which we use in English and everyday language. Robert Lawler in his book, Sacred Geometry, says this circle represents the pure unmanifest spirit space while the square represents the manifest and comprehensible world. When a near equality is drawn between the circle and the square, the infinite is able to express its dimensions or qualities through the finite. This quote paraphrases the, the lines in the opening invocation of light, we say, um, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. So I hope this geometric exploration um, can contribute a little bit to our understanding and we can ponder on the significance of these two interrelated symbols and their usefulness in our triangles work together. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, James. Now we're going to go into the third part of the webinar wherein James will be open to respond to any of your comments or thoughts or possible questions. So um, you can do that by click, either clicking on your name and that will enable us to unmute your microphone and you can share audibly or you can post a text in the chat box. James, do you have any additional thoughts that you were not able to fit into your presentation that you might want to share while we're waiting to hear from someone? 
Uh, I not really. Uh, I think it was it's <laughs> quite a lot to take in, probably. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's it, it, it was interesting. It's uh, a lot of my research has been uh, uh, inspired by the work of Keith Critchlow, who was a, a geometer um, who did a lot of work into um, the vesica and its relationship um, to sacred geometry in in the Islamic and 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 European um, you know uh, sacred geometry, and so. Um, this idea of the two, you have first the one, then becomes the two, then it becomes the three, and there's a sense of out of the three becomes the manifest world. Uh, it has a rather lovely symmetry about it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. There's some um, comments here if you'd like to, to read them. Yep. yep. Um, so... Uh, is it possible to get a copy of the talk with graphics? Um, I guess that's down to you, Kathy. Uh, and I know that there are different versions of the talk, which uh, I think you have. Yeah, we might be able to post the graphics on our Triangles blog, but I'm not sure we'd be able to post them within the context of the talk. They might just be at the end, um, just because of limited time. But we'll try and do that. I can't guarantee, though. Uh, Starling asks, have you considered any relationship uh, of the relation of the geometric forms to the platonic solids? Yes, I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's a, there are a lot of things which um, one could uh, research in this, in this particular interrelationship of these two diagrams. And um, I leave it to others to, to research that. I, <laughs> I think um, one could do that. Um, Mary Maria Christina uh, asks, um, I would very much like to spend time with what has been presented here. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I guess it's a copy of the talk would be the best way to do that. Um, yeah, more more uh, asks, uh, people asking about the symbols. Um, could you repeat the bit about the red circle where the matter and spirit Yes, so um, basically the idea of the squaring the circle is that you have the white cross of the Aquarian uh, future, well, the Aquarian age in the center, and that is circumscribed by a circle. And then you take the square of the inner 12-pointed uh, star, and that creates, it's quite difficult to see, you have to look at it carefully, but basically those two areas, the area of the circle and the area of the square, are the same more or less because it's uh, the area of the circle is always an in, has a as an irrational number or super irrational number, so um, that's why it's it's interesting because you've got a graphical representation of something which is so ineffable the spirit relating to the square of the of the finite, so it's a very you know it's a, it's a kind of a very philosophical. Uh, symbol to ponder on. Um, yeah, I can, I can, I can always suggest um, reading the books of Keith Critchlow and uh, Robert Lawler, who wrote a wonderful book called Sacred Geometry in the Thames and Hudson um, Dolphin series. I think it was back in the eighties. Um, there is some, there's some wonderful stuff around uh, on sacred geometry, and, and I would go for the writers who keep it simple. 
because <laughs> it can get very complicated. Um, uh, right, uh, there's one here from Andreas. Uh, yes, I, in fact, um, Julie's wonderful talk two weeks ago really spurred me to inspired me to to um, to talk about this because I was interested in how how do we get the geometry of the of the triangle from uh, a very basic uh, understanding of geometry and this this presentation I've given basically can be done with a compass and a and a straight edge. It's so simple to do. It doesn't require anything more than that. So it's something that would have been done, has been done down the ages uh, by people going way back into our into our history. Um, so uh, let me just see if I can say anything else. Yeah. So the uh, I was interested in to think about the square and how the square in this twelve-pointed star um, symbol becomes in the center, becomes the central, it, it becomes a, a kind of a, a, as it were, nested into the center of the, um, almost like humanity is so intrinsic <laughs> to, the, uh, to the work we do that it's, it's central to it in the sense that it's, uh, you've got this uh, square at the center um, and, this, uh, and, the, and the way that the geometry relates to it in, in the surrounding um, triangles. Um, and obviously there's probably a lot to do with astrology because of the 12-pointed star and the relationship to uh, our take on astrology. And, and that's something which I'm sure could be looked at uh, by somebody else more qualified than me. Um, yes. I, I would really suggest uh, to, to just ponder on, on the symbols ponder on on what's been uh what's been drawn because i think there's a lot there to just allow one's you know um eye and heart and mind to uh, absorb um yeah uh, sorry i'm just reading more yeah the 12 petal lotus in the heart i guess i guess it's one in the same symbol in in a sense that it's a it's a representation of the soul like a lot of these symbols there are multiple meanings there are different levels of meaning so one could look at it in a very um uh, objective way but um there are layers within i think layers within layers and um i've only really talked about one or two layers i'm sure there are other uh, facets that one could bring out in the, into the in the interrelation of these symbols. <clears throat> and and something that um, this this man Keith Critchlow said, which was I thought very interesting. He said rather than getting lost in multiple dimensions, in a way, what's very interesting with uh, two dimensional geometry is we have this presentation these symbols it allows you to simplify and to go into almost into one dimension from you know from the uh, from the periphery into the center and in a way from there one can then work perhaps into a, a deeper understanding of space and time and other dimensions but to first go into the center of the of this symbol um, uh, yeah anyway I'll um, uh, Darcy Sessions asks, is this New Age symbol fourth ray work of the Masons? Well, I know that Foster Bailey was involved with Masonry and he 
I think was the person at the Lucis Trust who brought the New Age symbol into um, into being. Kathy, uh, I, I don't know if you know any more than that. <laughs> I know he wrote the article, but I think it was probably Alice who okay. brought it forward. Right, right. Um, I think that's, oh yes, Keith Critchlow is uh, Keith and then C-R-I-T-C-H-L-O-W. He used to work for the Prince of Wales Institute of Architecture here in London um, and he also uh, was the head of uh, the uh, Centre for Islamic uh, Design Studies at the Royal College of Art for a long time and he wrote a number of books in that capacity. A man of uh, great learning and a, a student of Krishnamurti um, as well. So, and he also uh, fronted an organization called Kairos, which uh, was, I think, quite popular in the, in the United States as well as here in the UK. I think that's, I think that's it. I don't think there's a, I think we've come to the end of the email. Uh, I, there's a couple hands raised, so I will unmute them. Uh, Ellie? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank oh you for a fascinating talk. Um, I guess I, I've been fascinated by geometry since, really, since childhood. But about 30-some years ago, I was in a shop in New York and found a beautiful, very simple um, silver necklace with quartz carved on it. And the lady said the symbol was from Tibet. And it turned out it's the exact symbol that the 12-pointed star with the four triangles. But I guess my, one of my challenges is practical use. So as a spiritual student, I'm always trying to um, find out how, how does this allow me to become a better conduit, if you will, to serve more fully. And I ran across an interesting quote the other day, um, the Jane Roberts Seth in the, um, let's see, I was in the, um, the Unknown Reality Volume two, uh, 1, and he says, when we close our eyes, many of us actually see the inner structures of atoms, molecules, and cells, and in fact, they were represented by humans in drawing before we really had civilization, or this civilization, I should say, as we know it. But I'd like your insights um, on practical use. Um, I find meditating on the forms opens me up, but I'm curious. And I mean, who can really say, does it open up my cells? Does it open up my ether, you know, etheric body? You know, what, what, um, how, how might one use and apply these in the most productive manner? Thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I guess I, I just used um, in my talk, I, I, I applied it to the triangles meditation. I, I thought that was perhaps the most practical way of using this symbol. Um, uh, but I guess because the Alice Bailey teaching is a, a mentally polarized teaching, the idea is to bring the focus of the mind to a still point so that the higher self can um, supervene. Um, and I guess all these symbols, in a sense, are there to do that for us, to help us do that. Okay. Um, well, Martin was there, but... He, oh, there he is. Okay. Hello. Hi, Martin. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is quite amazing. Actually, uh, 
is an idea that just leaped into me, and I want to try to ex express it because it's very simple. The yellow, I'll ask you, uh, the yellow triangle you said represents buddhi and the hierarchy? Mm-hmm, yep. And the inner circle, the small white cross represents, and the circle that's the same as the square, rep the square represents humanity? Mm-hmm. And the cross, the small white cross represents Christ, correct? More or less, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so what I saw so clearly was Christ, the representative and issuant, issuing from hierarchy, the yellow triangle, comes into the humanity and lives the life with the five stages and the five initiations exemplified what we all have to travel through on the path and becomes the center of human existence as the transfigured and uh, raised up Christ, but stays centered in the still point at the heart, so to speak, of humanity. Mm -hmm. Humanity is the square which represents the previous material self, but the circle represents the chakra. And in essence, the circle represents the chakra and the square represents matter. And Christ is the center of both the material form which he has resurrected, or God has resurrected in and through him. So he's the embodiment of the physical human being, but that physicality has been lifted up into the true form, which is the chakra or the circle. So all of this came flooding into me, all from just looking at your uh, wonderful symbols. So there's more that's flooding in, but I'm going to turn the faucet off right now. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. That's was, that was wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, I guess it, it is this integration, isn't it, between matter and spirit, which we're looking at and, and which is at the center of really this work that we do together. Um, It'd be great if you could do a talk maybe uh, on, on some of those aspects um, and, you know, uh, following on from perhaps what I've, what I've attempted to do here. Just so those who requested the transcript could go to the Triangles blog, because all talks are posted there within a few days so um, that's that's the easy way to do it and it was also uploaded here on the chat box so if you scroll up you should be able to find it there well James uh, thank you so much for all of this work and insight that you've shared with us I can speak for everyone that we really appreciate your insights and so why don't you now just lead us in a moment of silence before we close. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bye, everyone. <laughs>